discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified. You are welcome to this Sunday morning's service. I'm sure it's either you're watching us in your church or you're watching us online as an online church member. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, whether in church or watching from home or online, you are still welcome. You are welcome to this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. And I know that God is going to speak to you. God is going to help you with his word and show you what to do. Let's start with the word of prayer. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, your precious word. Thank you, Father, that your word comes forth with with power, with with glory, with grace, with wisdom, with understanding, in the name of the Lord Jesus. As we hear a word, great grace is ministered to us. Grace to do all that you're saying in your word, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that we are doers of your word and not hearers only. We mix your word with faith. And receive your word with meekness and with gladness. Thank you that your word produces fruits in our lives. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm sharing concerning now that you have given to God. Last Sunday was a seed sowing day. And we sowed lavishly to the glory of God. God bless you for sowing. And for those of you who are yet to sow, keep your seed coming in. We are still receiving seeds. So keep your seed coming in. The blessing of the Lord is still available for you to partake of in that direction. Remember, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But there are special blessings that comes with doing what God wants to do with respect to this particular project that he is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So make sure you are part of it. Don't exclude yourself at all. The opportunity is still there for you to give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now that you have given to God, what do you do now that you have given? Do you just sit down, look into the sky and see if um, things shall, manna shall fall on your, on your lap? Or a bag of money shall draw from the sky, you know, for you. What do you do now that you have given to God? What do you do? And I shared on, on Wednesday, I started sharing on Wednesday along this line, and I mentioned that the first thing you do is to work. Yeah. It's to work. The blessing comes on your work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It comes on your work. It comes on your work. If you read in Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28 from verse 2, Deuteronomy 28 from verse 2, it's important, you know, we, we shouldn't, Paul said, I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. I can't share one side with you and not share the other side with you. I have to give you the whole counsel of God concerning prosperity in the kingdom of God so that you don't, you don't have any confusion in your mind. There are a number of things I'm going to mention. You'll be surprised. I'm going to mention them, you know, throughout for the next, for this Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, and then the next Wednesday. I'm going to talk along that line just to help you, you know, think right and know what steps to take. This is the grace of God that is coming to you like this. Because we didn't stop after you gave. We are showing you exactly what you need to do to make things work. If you read in Deuteronomy 28 from verse 2, the Bible says, And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Verse 3. This is the blessing of Abraham. Okay? This is the blessing that came with the law. It's the blessing of Abraham expanded in these verses. Then he says in verse 3, he says, Blessed shall thou be in the city. What do we do in the city? We work in the city. Is it true that we work in the city? You don't just go and stay in the city. The city is a place of power. It's a place of wealth. It's a place of light, of sound. You know? It's a place of hustle and bustle. It's a place of survival, of hustle. Make sure you get something of thriving. You see, Blessed shall that be in the city. And what it means, what does it mean to be blessed? To be made rich yeah. without sorrow. So you'll be made rich without sorrow in the city. And blessed shall that be in the field. What do we do in the field? 
When you say I'm going to the field, you say I'm going to the field to go and sleep. No. You go to the field to go and work. So he's talking about the fact that the blessing of the Lord will rest upon your, your work. What you do, what you are touching, what you are, what you are handling. So your giving brings the blessing of God. It acquires the blessing of God in a special way for you. And establishes you in the blessings of God. But then your working is a channel for that blessing to show forth physically, materially, for you to, for you to have experiences with God. Do you see? And I started showing it to you on Wednesday. I'm going to show you some more today. Look at your next verse 4. It says, Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, that's your children, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. I don't know if you are following what is going on. It says, Blessed shall thou be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground. What ground? Ground where? For what? Is it the ground that you are stand on, standing on that is blessed? No, he's talking about what you plant, what you do, your work. Telling the ground. The ground that you tell will be blessed. So it will yield its fruit, its strength to you. That's basically what he's talking about. So the blessing rests on what you're doing. Do you see? And the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle. Have you given birth to cattle before? No. You must be a cattle rarer. He's talking about rearing cattle. And as you are rearing the cattle, the cattle shall increase. And the increase of thy kind, that is your cattle's children, and the flocks of thy sheep. You are rearing sheep and the sheep is growing. You may not be a sheep rarer now or cattle rarer now. But whatever business it is you are doing, whatever job you are doing, whatever thing that you are involved in, he's talking about that. He's talking about that right now. That is going to be blessed. It's going to increase. It's going to be multiplied. Basically, that's what he's telling you. Look at verse 5. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall be thy basket. Which bas basket for what? Basket for keeping your, your things, your investments, your store, your savings. It says that your savings shall increase. Your storehouse shall increase. You shall have plenty to eat. You will never go hungry. Remember, it says the lazy man has no future apart from hunger. He can only expect hunger. So he says that you, are, you will be blessed and you will not be hungry. And your store... Your savings, your investments will increase. It will multiply. That's what he's telling you. Look at verse 6. Then he says, Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. What does that mean? Where do you come in and where do you go out? He's talking about work. You go out of your house to work and you come back into your house. Then you go back out to work and you come back into your house. He says, Blessed shall thou be in thy going out and in thy coming in. He's talking about work. So you just can't swerve it you can't run away from it and just be looking into the sky waiting for something to fall on your your laps like ripe cherries no it doesn't work like that as you touch something that given that you gave starts showing forth for you a lot of christians have have had issues along these lines because after they give they are not told some of these things it's not explained to them that god bless you i remember preaching at a camp meeting you know years ago concerning the blessings of abraham and how the blessings of Abraham show forth. And I was talking about these same things. It shows what when you touch something. Touch something. Just touch something. If you touch something, you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. There's nothing that I'll touch that will not work. Because I know I'm the blessed of God. Whatever I touch will work. If I'm involved, it will work. Why? Because I'm blessed of God. I've sowed seeds. I've done all those things. So when I touch something, it works. When I touch something, it has to work. If I'm involved, it will work. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. It's so important. It's so important. So don't misunderstand it in your mind. That's how it works. Okay? Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. We are young now. This is the time to work. You can't work when you die. You can't be blessed when you... The blessings is not for dead people. The blessings for those who are alive. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. It says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do with thy might, with all thy might. So what has your hand found doing? Did you lose your job? You lost your job, you didn't lose your hands. Stop crying over that job that you lost. Forget about it. There's something that you can do. You can do something now. It's time to touch something. It's not time to just sit and watch and see what will fall on you. No, it doesn't work like that. Now that you are young, it's a time for you to work. It's time for you to work. When you become old, you can't do some things. You have to work now. The blessing of God has to show forth in your life now. You have to be multiplied now. Look at Psalm 1. Psalm 1 verse 3. 
He says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatever your hand findeth to do, do with all thy might. Then he says, whatsoever you do shall prosper. So whatever you do, makes no difference what it is. Whatever you do, stop asking unnecessary questions. God, do I do this one or do I do this one? Sometimes you have to find out exactly what God wants, wants you to have, wants you to do. But, hey, he says that he's blessed you and whatsoever you touch shall prosper. You see, he didn't tell you if you touch leather or if you touch cocoa or if you touch wache, it will prosper. He says whatsoever. That's a blank check, brother. <laughs> Meaning that whatever you get yourself involved in will work. And that's the mindset you have. That whatever I get myself involved in, whatever I'm led to do, whatever I get myself involved in, will work to the glory of God. Because I'm blessed. blessed. Remember, you acquired certain blessings. You acquired certain blessings last Sunday. And as you're saying, you are acquiring blessings, more blessings. I mean, you are marked for greatness. That's the truth. So how are you going to express it? Touch something. Touch something. The blessing only shows up as you work. It only shows up as you work. The Bible says that I wish above all things that you prosper. It is God's desire that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You can't say that because of what God has said in his word, you will not take care of yourself health-wise. You will eat anything and everything. No, you have to take care of yourself health-wise. For you to see the manifestation of the blessings of God in your health, you don't have to go and drink poison because Jesus said they shall take poison and they shall not die. So you intentionally take poison. I mean, it doesn't make, that's no wisdom. Do you see? The Bible doesn't teach us that. You don't tempt God. So don't tempt God with your work as well. Do you see? Don't tempt God by just sitting down and saying that God should work a certain miracle. No. Why are you tempting God? There are things that he has set in play naturally. And he's expecting, he created Adam to work. He was working. And he created Adam to come and work. He expects everybody to be working. You have to do something. You have to do something. You can't sit down and just be there. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Be smart. Be very, very smart. Start putting your mind to work. I'm going to talk about this in a few minutes, okay? So the last time I ended with talking about lessons from our covenant fathers. You know, there are three very important people in the Bible by whose name God calls himself. You see, God is called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These are people that are very important in Israel with the covenant that God has with Israel. They are very, very important. God showed forth himself. Can you imagine? He says, when I called Abraham, I called him alone. Through one man, all of us have been blessed. Do you see? Through this one man, all of us have been blessed. He called himself by him. And he blessed him. And I showed you about Abraham, that Abraham didn't fold his hands and just sit down to watch the blessings come from heaven and do something. No, he touched something. Abraham was a hard worker. He was diligent in his business. He was rearing cattle. He was re that, was, that was the business of the day. They didn't know about internet. They didn't know about programming. They didn't know about forex trading. They didn't know about selling some things. They were doing butter trade. You know, the, the Bible mentions how that he was rich. In, he had so many slaves. Those times, slavery was part, it was part and parcel of their life then. You could buy a man. Abraham was going for a war to rescue Lot, okay, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he took 300 servants, trained and born in his house. He had so many servants in his house. That was part of the blessings at that time. Of course, it's not like that now. Because slavery has been abolished, you know. You can't do that. But it was part of it. Those were his, those were his employees, actually. Well trained. Hallelujah. He was multiplied in everything that you can think about. Do you see? So don't sit down and fold your hands. He calls himself by these guys. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we learned a little bit about Abraham the last time. I want us to learn about Isaac. What happened? Lessons from Isaac with respect to his work. Isaac was a tireless worker. Tireless worker. He outworked his enemies. He outworked them. Genesis chapter 26 from verse 1. Look at Genesis 26 from verse 1. You have to read the Bible very well. Read it properly so that you don't come up with all kinds of funny ideas in your mind. No, it doesn't work like that. Genesis 26 verse 1. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I, tell, I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I'll be with thee, and I'll bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, 
and I'll perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I'll make thy seed to multiply as the stars of, the, of, of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Verse 5. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So God came to him and told him, don't move from this place. Stay here and I'll bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to increase you. That's what God told him. Now, how did that blessing show forth? Go to verse 12. You'll be amazed. How the blessing showed forth. He said, because of your father Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to increase you. Abraham had died and gone. God said some things with Abraham and made Abraham big. Now it was time for his son to control his life. And how was he going to do it? God told him, I've blessed you. I've blessed you. He showed forth in his dream. He was going to make a bad choice by going where he was not supposed to go. But God showed up and told him, that, don't go here. Stay here in the same land. This same land of famine. Stay here. I'm going to bless you here. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land. Isaac did not sit in that land. Isaac did not just fold his hands in that land. Isaac did not sleep in bed in that land. Isaac sowed. He moved to sow. How are you going to be blessed if you are not doing something? He moved to sow. In that land, in that same dry land, it doesn't matter what's going on around the world. It makes no difference. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. I have the blessings of God working on me. You have to be so assured and so sure of that. Know that whatever I touch will work. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever I do shall prosper. So important. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. That was the blessing. He received an hundredfold in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. He sowed in the dry land. The land that, I mean, it was so risky to plant during that time. Because the whole place was dry. There was no, there was no moisture in the earth. If you plant corn... You are better off eating your corn than planting it. Because if you put the corn in the ground, it will become like popcorn. It will roast for you. It can't receive moisture and grow. But because of the blessing that was on Isaac, when he touched the soil, his soil changed. His soil was different. Everybody's soil was dry, but his soil was not dry. There was something underneath his soil because he had planted in that soil. That was the blessing of God. The blessing of God made that soil moisturous. It brought moisture inside. Do you see? So that his plants can grow. And he received in that same year of famine an hundredfold. His story was different. This is my story. And this is your story. This is your story. Hallelujah. I'm different. I'm marked. Yeah. The anointing of God is resting upon me. The blessing of God is resting upon me. I have grace. I have grace. Whatever I touch will prosper. No matter what. No matter who has failed there. If they failed there, I will not fail. He says, if, there's a, if they say there's a, there's a casting down, hey, you shall say that there's a lifting up. There's a lifting up for me. Oh, hallelujah. There's a lifting up for me. I'm different. Yeah. If others have invested in that and have failed, I'm going to invest in that and I'll not fail. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And Isaac sold in that same land and received in that same year and a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Continue. Verse 13. And the man works great. And went forward and grew until he became very great. And the man waxed great and went forward. You are going forward, brother. You are growing until you are becoming very great in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say, I'm going forward. I'm waxing great and I'm becoming very great. How, how, how? How did this show forth? What was the, what was the demonstration? The Lord blessed him and the man went forward and he worked great and became, he grew and became very great. How did he show? You see, that's the end. It's a colon there. Next verse. Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possession of heads and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. He was so blessed that the Philistines envied him. They envied him. How do you have a great store of servants? You know, those times they were doing butter trade. And they had slave markets, like I've said already. So with food, you can buy. He had so much to get more people to work in his field. Wow. He had great possessions of flocks. Flocks. Remember, his father was into flocks as well. And he had learned that trade. So he could do it. And he was blessed along that line. He was multiplying. Those, they didn't have currencies at that time. 
you just bring one sheep, you can get something else. You know, he had possession of flocks and possession of heads and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. Listen, God will so bless you with what you are doing that people will envy you. They will envy you. They will wonder, what is it that you are doing? I, I'm asked that question so many times. I'm asked by so many people all the time. What is it? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just blessed. It's not because I did something. I'm just blessed. I found the secrets of God. I know what to do. I found my way out. I know I have to give to get some things done. And after I've given, I need to work hard. I need to do something to the glory of God. So I don't joke with what I do. I don't joke with what I do at all. Because I know that through that, through my work, God will bless me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm different. Kola Hadalaba. The Philistines envied him. <laughs> Look at the next verse. It's nice. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Next verse. His father Abraham had lived there before. And he dug wells, but then the Philistines just poured sand back into it that they don't want him to dig anything. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Can you imagine? The king of the place, the king of the whole nation, said that go away from us because you are mightier than all of us. You are mightier than we. You are much mightier. That is my story. That is your story. You become great and multiply. Listen, you must be a worker. Work. Do something, brother. That is a channel. You put one in and you get a hundred. Others will put one in and get two. But you put one in and get a hundred. Don't complain. Don't say that. I don't know what God is going to do. We'll talk about those things. Your talking makes all the difference as well. Do you see? Don't talk like them. Don't talk like the others. When they start talking, the system is no good. Things are very difficult. The economy is not working. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. Not according to the economy of this country. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I don't care whether that's COVID-19 or COVID-21. Makes no difference. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I, multiply. I multiply. I increase. I increase. And, I and I go forward. That is my life. life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout wherever you are. I'm going forward. Thou art much mightier than we. You are greater than us. Go from us. We are afraid of you. Go. Go. Go away from us. Yeah. He was so prosperous that they were, they were afraid of what he could use his world to do. Probably could take over the country. So they had to push him out. Now, jump to verse 17. Have you seen how the blessings is working? He was blessed of God and he started working. Touch something. He was into heads. He was a headman. He was into farming. He was planting things. And he was just increasing and increasing and increasing. So you can't say, oh, the blessings of God I've, I've sowed. It's finished. No, brother, it's not finished. I'm showing you the way out. I'm showing you the way out. Okay? Look at verse 17. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gera and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Now, remember, it's farming. It's farming. You are not supposed to find water. Water is very expensive during farming. Isaac goes. People are digging in that same valley. They can't find water. Isaac's servants goes. They dig and they find water. Springs of water coming out. Why? Because of the blessing that is upon him. So what he does works. Yours may not work, but his will work. Why? Because he is a covenant child. He is blessed of God. The anointing of God's is resting upon him. Everything he touched surely must be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at the next verse. I'm showing that Isaac was a tireless worker. And the headman of Gerard did strive with Isaac's headman, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Essek because they strove with him. They came to sack him from there. The heads, because they couldn't find water. So when he found water, they came and said, Hey, it's, it's our land. Get out of this place. Meanwhile, they didn't make the investment to get the water. They came to push him away. And he left. He, he left. He moved on. Now, the farther he went, away from the water, the spring of water, the drier it became. As he went away, the water began to dry up. Why? Because he is a blessing. He is a blessing. Look at the next verse. 
and they dig another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitma. Why, why, Sitna. why are they fighting with him? Because when he digs this one and he moves away to go away, when he goes away, this one dries up. So they follow him to the new place he has found water. And they come and come and try to take that one too. And then he leaves it for them and goes to another place. Look at the next verse. And he removed from thence and did another well, and for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Look at the next verse. And he went up from thence to Bathsheba. And the Lord appeared unto him that same, that same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Next verse. And he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord. And pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. Now, it's a long read, but I think it's worth it. Let's, let's continue reading. Then Abimelech went to him from Gera. Abimelech left and looked for Isaac. And Ahuzath, one of his friends, and Fico, the chief captain of his army. And Isaac said unto them, they went to see Isaac. And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come you to me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And they said, Kola ratine fele gloshe. And they said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, Let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee. Next verse. That thou will do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, and as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. <laughs> they called him the blessed of the Lord, because they saw, they saw what was happening. How the thing was drying up and this one was coming. What is the meaning of all this? It's like if we don't associate with this guy, we will not be blessed. You are the blessed of the Lord. Remember, remember, he says he's making you a blessed man and a blessing. Isaac was going to be a blessing to them. Look at the next verse. And he made them a feast and they did eat and drink. They said that we have learned, we have gotten to know that the Lord is with you. And that you are blessed. You are a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. How did they see it? Because of his work. Look at how tirelessly he was working. They dig the well, they sack them, they dig again. They dig the well, they sack them, they dig again. They dig a well, they sack them, they dig again. They don't say, oh, because we lost this one, it's finished. No, I'm blessed. No matter what, I'm going to get my profit. No matter what, I'm going to increase. Even if I lost this one, it makes no difference. Don't be discouraged by, by some losses that you make. It makes no difference. I'm still blessed anyway. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm advancing. I'm on every side of my life. Of my in the name of the Lord Jesus. Wow. Now let's look at the third covenant father, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob was a creative worker. He was a creative worker. Genesis chapter 30 verse 25. Genesis 30 25. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away that I may go unto my own place and my country. Next verse. Very interesting story. I'm sure you love it. Give me my wives and my children. Because Laban was holding even his wives and children captives. Laban had changed, changed Jacob's wages ten times. He had changed his salary ten times. He was working for him and he was just changing salary. And not reviewing it upwards, he was reviewing it downwards. He had to work for seven years to obtain his first wife. He planned to have just one wife. And his, his father-in-law deceived him. And gave him the firstborn. That though in our family, we don't marry the secondborn before the first. The firstborn must be married. So he traded the firstborn for seven years of work. Then Jacob said, this is not the one I want. I want the secondborn. Then he said, if you want the secondborn, you have to work for another seven years. And he worked for another seven years to obtain the secondborn. Just for two wives. 14 years of work. Just for two wives. Amazing. And he had worked another seven years. This was 21 years of working. And he still didn't know what, had, what was going on. He was a blessed of God, but his employer was not treating him well. So God gave him a plan. Let me show you. Go to the next verse. Give me my wives. Go back to 26. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee. And let me go. For thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. I have learned by experience <laughs> that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Even though he was being mistreated there, God was still blessing 
The blessing was still working. Amazing. Next verse. And he said, appoint me thy wages, and I'll give it. But Jacob was tired at this time. And he said unto him, thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hast before I came, and it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own house? The blessing is working. Hallelujah. Whether you're employed or not. Makes no difference where you're employed. Don't worry. The blessing is with you. And that thing is going to increase. That employment, that job is going to increase. And you are going to increase with it. To the glory of God. And he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. If thou would do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. Next verse. I will pass through thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. Next verse. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when it shall come to come for my hire before thy face. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. Laban knew that this guy was going to lose. He knew that Jacob was going to lose because, hmm, when he checked his flock, he realized that the spotted and the speckled were very few and they were weak. They were very, very few. Having a, 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 a completely white goat crossing another completely white goat, having the chances of it, them producing a speckled or a spotted goat or sheep, it's like one in ten. And he knew it was not going to work. So he was going to cheat him again. Do you see? He was going to cheat. He thought he had gotten him now. So he said, oh, I, I like it. What you are saying is good. I like it. It's a good plan. Let's, let's flow. Next verse. <laughs> and he removed that day the goats that were ring-streaked and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and everyone that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hand of his sons. And he set three days' journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. <laughs> and Jacob took him rods. Now, look at what Jacob did. Jacob is working, but he's not producing the results he's supposed to produce. He's working hard, but the thing is not coming as supposed to. Now, God shows him a vision. If you read in chapter 31, you will see that God showed him a dream. I'm going to talk about it more very soon. God showed him a dream of how to become creative with the work that he was doing. He saw a spotted cattle crossing the white cattle by the power of the holy ghost the blessing showed him that vision okay let's look at it i'm sure you'd like to see it chapter 31 let's read from verse 6 and you know that with all my power have i served your father he was talking to his wives next verse and your father has deceived me and changed my wages 10 times but god suffered him not to hurt me if he said that the speckle shall be the, thy wages then all the cattle bear speckled and if he said that, the ring streak shall be like her, then bear all the cattle ring streak. This is after he had gotten the results now. Yeah. And he's showing them how he got the results. Next, next verse. Thus God has taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. Next verse. And it came to pass, at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring streaked and speckled and grizzled. So he had a vision. He saw. He saw in a dream. That the cattle that were mounting the, the female cattle were ring straight, but there were no cattle that were ring straight and spotted. Remember, he took all those ones, all the spotted ones, away from Laban's flock. And they were all with his sons, and his sons were taking care of those flock. He was now with Laban's flock, and all of them were white. Yet he saw in a vision by the power of the Holy Ghost that the rams that were crossing the cattle were all ring straight and spotted. So they were definitely going to produce. Ring straight and spotted. God showed it to him in a dream. Now, after God has showed it to him, he didn't sit down and say that God has showed it to me, so it's finished. No, he became creative in making what he had seen in the spirit show forth in reality. He knew about the power of vision, so he gave the cattle vision, something to look at. Look at it. Go back to chapter 30. Now, verse 37. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar. Jacob is working. He's working. After he has seen a vision, he didn't say that. He didn't say, oh, I've seen a vision. It's going to happen. No. He started working. He took rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestnut tree and peeled white streaks in them and made the white appear, which was in a rod. So he made it look spotted. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. 
He took some rods and made the spot. He took some portion out, made some portion white, and made some portion brown and black. Next verse, verse 38. And he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks in the gutters and the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought for cattle ring streaks, speckled and spotted. They come to come and drink the water, and as they are drinking the water, they are seeing the spotted, speckled rods as they are drinking the water. And they cross there. They cross each other there. What they are seeing, what the castle is seeing, this power in vision, I tell you. What they are seeing, what they, are, they were seeing was what they were producing. And whenever they gave birth, they gave birth to spotted, ring straight, and speckled. A great miracle was wrought. But you see, he had to work. I don't know if you are noticing that Jacob is working. Jacob is not sleeping. When he wakes up, he goes. He's blessed of God. But when he goes up, he does something. He does something. He does something creatively, innovating. To make what God has showed him to come to pass. Look at the next verse. Verse 40. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the face of the flocks toward the ring streak. And all the brown in the flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves. And put them not onto Laban's cattle. He separated. When they give birth and they are, they are spotted, he separates them. from. Of course, that's the deal. Next verse. And it came to pass, when so the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. Can you imagine? When he, <laughs> he selected the strong ones. Come, come and cross here. Wow. Next verse, that's what you do. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Hallelujah. And the man increased exceedingly. And had much cattle and maid servants and maid servants and camels and asses. How? <laughs> he was creative, he was working creatively by the power of the Holy Spirit. The blessing was working in his life. Our father Abraham was a worker. He was blessed and a worker. Our father Isaac was blessed and a worker. Our father Jacob was blessed and a worker. Why are you blessed and not working? You must work. That is the only way that you can increase. Look, I see, and the man increased exceedingly. How? Prior to the work that he was doing, there was no mention of him increasing exceedingly. Yeah. There was no mention of him having cattle and main servants and men servants and camels and asses. There was none like that. When he, was, when he started working creatively, then his prosperity came. So you can't sit down. You can't sit at home. You can't just be there. I don't know if you're seeing it. Yeah. You have to be smart. Start working. Start doing something. If you have applied for a job, they are not picking you, don't worry about it. You have your hands, you have your legs, you have your head. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You don't need $100,000 to be able to start a business. No. You will never get $100,000 to start a business. It doesn't work like that. You have to start from somewhere. You may get $1,000 to start, or you may get $500 to start. Start it anyway. Pray about it. Let God show you what to do. Start working. I need to work. You said that if no one, the one who does not work, should not eat. God, I'm ready to work. He says, those who are of us, let our own be committed to work. Let them work so that they may have. Hallelujah. Be smart. Speaking of the spirit, wherever you are. Be smart. Be smart. Be smart. Be smart. Kola handalaba. Shodelebe. Leroho sanamane. Olagashatanamane. You have to touch something. You have to do something. You have to do something by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So now that you have given, what do you do? The first thing you need to do, start working. Start working. Start working. Brother, the season of your poverty has passed. You will increase. You will prosper. You will do well. You will go for it. You will become exceedingly great. And you will be, en you will be envied. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. I'm just blessed. As you are blessed. I'm blessed. When I touch, it works. When I touch, it works. I don't know. You look at the church you're sitting in. No, look at the church you're sitting in. We are blessed. Just about eight years ago, eight years ago, we were trying to rent a property for church. The value was 7,000 cities at that time. This is 2012. And us at that time, we didn't have 7,000 cities. We only had 4,000 cities. And we had to borrow from it. I had to borrow from my friend to add it to the money to pay. Fast forward eight years later, in a very short time, we can do so much. Look at the things that we are doing. So much. 
So much can be done. 30 churches have been, have been, have been planted. So much is happening to the glory of God. Just imagine how the next eight years is going to be like. No, just imagine what's going to, how it's going to be like. No, it's, it's the blessing of God. It's the blessing of God. Look at the things that we are doing. I don't know if you are in the church. <laughs> Look at the things that we are doing. Isn't it a blessing? It's a blessing. Look at how far we have come. We have come to you where you are. It's a great blessing. It's a clear indication of the blessing of God. And we don't, we don't just sit. You should see me doing camp meetings. Standing from morning till evening. Talking and talking. Long messages. Traveling here and there. Talking. Praying. Praying for long hours. We organize 24 hours prayer. 48 hours prayer. That is my job. And I have to do it. I have to work. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Because the blessing, I know the blessing is there, but I must work. If I don't work, it will not show forth. So long as I work, it will show forth. It will show forth. Do something. Touch something, brother. Touch something. Touch something. Tell your neighbor, touch something. Touch something. Tell the other one, touch something. Touch something. Touch something. If you can slap your neighbor, slap your neighbor and say, touch something. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now that you have given to God, what do you do? Work. The next thing you have to do is to think. You have to think. A lot of Christians' minds have gone on holiday for a very long time. It's almost as though Christianity has nothing to do with thinking. It's as though you shouldn't think when you become a child of God. It's as though you should be so foolish, you should be so stupid, you shouldn't have re you shouldn't reason. Doesn't make any sense. You have to think. You have to think. It is not enough to work. You must work in wisdom and in understanding. You must work smart. Don't just work. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Working is very important. I just finished talking about working. But in working, you must work smart. Look at Jacob working smart. I don't know if you noticed Jacob working smart. Yeah. Jacob works smart. Jacob had to sit and talk to the Lord for God to show him a dream. He was concerned about his life. He didn't want just going to work. He thought that, no, I'm being cheated. I need to do something. He, he approached Laban, spoke to Laban, and God showed him a vision of what to do. You must think. You must tap into the wisdom of God, into the understanding of God, so that you can do what you're doing. What, what are you doing that you can do extra? Why are you doing the same thing the same way for so long? It's not been working, and you are still sitting by it. It doesn't make sense why I'm still sitting by it. No, think. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you what to do. It's not enough to just work. You must work smart. You must work in wisdom and understanding. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15. Ecclesiastes 10, 15. I don't even like my message. I will never be broke in my life. I will never be poor in my life. I'm done with poverty. I will keep going higher and higher and higher and higher every day of my life. I'm blessed. Whatever I touch is blessed. I'm increasing on every side. I'm rich on every side. The glory of God is working in my life. Oh, hallelujah. I'm just excited about the fact that you will never be poor in your life. You are blessed, I tell you. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 15. I'm just showing you things you need to do in order to make that a certainty in your life. Practical things that you need to do. Things that you have to do by the power of the Holy Ghost. As I'm talking about these things, grace is being ministered to you. Remember, I'm sharing the word of God with you. I've not said something else about something. I'm sharing the word of God with you. I've been talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I've been showing you scriptures. As the scriptures are coming like that, grace is being ministered to you. Grace to do what it's saying is being ministered to you now. Strength. Grace is strength to accomplish what is being said. I'm a doer of the word. Ecclesiastes 10, 15. The labor of the foolish weary at every one of them. Because he knoweth not how to go to the city. The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them. So, this guy is working, but he's foolish. He is not thinking. He's not using wisdom in what he's doing. So, he says he's worried. It worries him. Look at the Amplified. The labor of fools worries every one of them. Because he's so ignorant of the ordinary matters that he does not even know how to get to town. He does not even know how to get to town. He knows what to do, but he does not know how to go about it. How do I? How, you, see, you must sit down and think to receive insight. Brother, there are secrets that are hidden for your glory. If you read the Bible, he talks about secrets that are hidden for your glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 and verse 7. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. 
Whatever it is that you're doing, there's a way to do it better than you're doing it now. And if you are not the sitting down type, meditating type, you will say, let's work. I'm working hard. I'm just going and coming. No, he says that the, the labor of the foolish, the fool, brings him weariness. So you have to labor in wisdom. Please, do you understand? You have to be innovative. You have to be creative. And innovation and creativity is from the Holy Ghost. It's from the Holy Spirit. You must learn to sit and think and meditate for God to show you what to do with your business, what to do with your job, how to advance, how to get more output. Don't just be working. Work in wisdom. How do I put things together to get more output? Don't just work. Work in wisdom. So you think. The next thing is that you think. After I've given you, you are working, start thinking. Start thinking about what you're doing. You see, thinking is an expensive thing to do. It's a difficult thing to do. So people don't like doing it. They don't like sitting down. They prefer just moving. You must learn to sit down. I'll show you some scriptures. Look at this. It's 1 Corinthians 2.6. It says, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this world, that cometh to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world, unto our glory. There's a wisdom ordained of God unto your glory, for your glorification, for your expansion, for your multiplication, for your increase, for your advancement. It is hidden. How are you going to find it? You must think. You must meditate. When I say think, I'm talking about meditation. You must meditate on your job. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You've, you've fasted, you've prayed. You've studied the scriptures. Now think on, think. Allow the Holy Ghost to inspire you with the word of God to show you secrets from his word as to how to get things done in what you're doing. It's called the secrets of God. The secrets of God. That is what will bring you advancement. That is what will give you the edge. You will do something that nobody else is doing in that business and you will become a, a, a trailblazer. That's what, that's what you need to have the edge. That's what you need to have the edge. What can I do? What can I do? Lord, what can I show me that wisdom that is hidden for my glory? There's wisdom hidden for your glory, brother. There's wisdom hidden for your glory, sister. There's wisdom hidden for your glory. And you can't just be moving around, working like every other person is working. No. Jacob saw it. He saw it. He had that dream. And so he made decisions along that dream. He could work properly because he saw the rams that were spotted crossing. He made a decision that Laban didn't think was right. Laban thought this is a very foolish decision. But he was making the decision based on what he had seen with the Lord for his work. I don't know if you are paying attention. Let me show you someone. Go to Job. Book of Job, chapter 29 from verse 2. Job 29, verse 2. Oh, that I was in man's past, as in the days when God preserved me, Verse 3, when his candles shine upon my head, and when by his light I walk through darkness. There's darkness in this world. What is darkness? No insight. You don't have light. Ignorance. You don't know. Remember, he says that the, the, the labor of the foolish brings him weariness because he does, he's ignorant of how. He's ignorant of how to go about things. So this was when his trouble had come. He says he was just recounting what, how he was before. Do you see? When he had light, says, when I had light from God and did not walk in darkness. When his candle, verse 3, when his candle shined upon my head and when by his light I walked through, through darkness, verse 4, as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, when the secret of God, secret of God, the secrets that nobody had access to, was upon my tabernacle, it was in my mind, I knew it. I had access to secrets that nobody had. Can you imagine if you knew that Microsoft was going to become something great? You'd have keyed in long ago and become something with it. But because you had no knowledge concerning it, ignorance, so you didn't know. God will show you. He'll give you access. That is what the blessing of God does for you. That's one of the things. It, it gives you access into mysteries and secrets. Hidden secrets for your glory. And how are you going to get it? You need to sit down. Learn to sit down and think about what you are doing. Don't just be moving. Think. The fact that you're a Christian does not mean that you have become foolish now. The fact that you speak in tongues does not mean that you are, you are now foolish. We speak in tongues. After we speak in tongues, we sit down. And then we think. 
we allow the Holy Ghost to inspire us, for us to see visions of what God wants us to do. And then we move in accordance to what he's showing us. Hallelujah. Look at verse, verse 5. The secrets of God did something for him. Verse 5. When the Almighty was with, yet with me, when my children were about me, verse 6, when I washed my steps with butter, and the rock poured me out rivers of oil, I washed my feet with butter. That's prosperity, brother. Since the rocks poured out for me rivers of oil. I'll never be poor in my life. You know, wealth is the offspring of wisdom. Wealth is not only the offspring of work. It's the offspring of wisdom. So wealth is the offspring of work done in wisdom. If you read in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13, you will see what wisdom does for you. Wealth is a product, it's an offspring of wisdom. Okay? Proverbs 3, verse 13. I hope you are writing some notes down. Proverbs 3, 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. So wisdom must be found. He says the one who finds it is happy. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding. Wisdom comes with understanding. Do you see? Wisdom and understanding are together. They are twins. You can't have one without having the other. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding. Verse 14. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof than fine gold. He says the merchandise of wisdom is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain of wisdom is better than fine gold. Meaning that wisdom is higher than silver, is higher than gold. Because it will procure for you gold and silver. In abundance. Look at the next verse. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her, unto wisdom. Verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. So if you want to work and get riches and honor, you need to work in wisdom. You can't just be working. You need to get understanding. How? By thinking. Engage in thinking. Engage your mind. Start reasoning concerning what you are doing. How come you can't reason concerning what you are doing? No. You're a child of God. You have the mind of Christ. You are different. You can think and see exactly what to do. You can think and see exactly what to take advantage of. How to go about things. You need the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So learn to sit down and think about how to improve your output. In Luke chapter 14 verse 28. Jesus said that you cannot... Let, let's look at it. Uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 28. Luke 14, 28. For which of you intending to build a tower said it not down first and counted the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Verse 29. Lest happily after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold, they begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Why? Because he didn't sit down. He didn't start off by sitting down to consider whether he's able to. He didn't think about it. He didn't receive ideas. He didn't calculate. He didn't see how to go about it. Jesus is admonishing us to learn how to sit down and calculate. Think with the wisdom of God to show us what to do per time. Of course, you may not see the end of the business from the beginning. But you need to think per time. Sit down per time. Lord, what do you think I should do at this time? Inspire me. I need wisdom. I need secrets hidden for my glory to be revealed to me. Show me what to do. You can get strategies from the scriptures for your business. I tell you. You can get strategies from the scriptures for your work. Whatever it is that you're doing. You can get wisdom, secrets, strategies from the word of God for your academics. How to learn. How to study. You can. You can. Remember, Christ is the embodiment of all wisdom. And the embodiment of all knowledge. He says, without knowledge... For the lack of knowledge, my people perish. Verse 31, it says, Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him, that cometh against him with 20,000. Verse 32, Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage, and desire, desire conditions of peace. He doesn't want problems. Brother, you need to sit down. Tell anybody you need to sit down. So that you can get wisdom to work. You have to work in wisdom. Don't work in foolishness. Remember, 
the labor of the foolish brings him weariness. Brings him weariness because he doesn't know how to go to the city. No. Look at Isaiah 30, verse 7. Isaiah 30, verse 7. For the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this. Then he says, Their strength is to sit still. Their strength is to sit still. Go to verse 15. Jump to verse 15. He explains it further there. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. Can you imagine? In quietness and in confidence shall, your, shall be your strength. And you would not. Have you seen it? For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And you would not. You don't mind me. They need, you need to sit still and think. Because that is where your strength is. That is where your strength is. That is where you receive wisdom. When you are in your time of meditation. You know, as a, as a pastor, we follow ministries like that. It's, it's a wisdom in ministry. You need to follow those that have gone ahead of you. Do you see? And there are ministers I follow that God has given to me. But in following them, I don't just follow them blindly. I must allow the Holy Spirit to help me meditate and show me exactly what to do per time. Because I can't be doing what this person did at this time the same way. Because it's not, he's not me and I'm not him. The way God wants, us, wants me to do it is different from the way. Even though I'm following him, yeah. I may be doing similar things. But the way to go about how to do it during this time is different from how he did it at that time. Yeah. It's not the same. How am I going to know what to do this time? I need to meditate. After I've listened to them and all of that, I need to sit down and meditate. Meditate on the scriptures. Meditate on what I'm doing. What God wants me to do. And ask him to show me, to give me insight. My greatness is in my sitting still and thinking. You need to sit still and think for God to show you what to do per time with your business. For secrets from on high, hidden for your glory. So after you've given and working, you must work in wisdom. Don't just work. Work in wisdom. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Work in wisdom. Work in wisdom. You see, and as you sit quietly like that, thinking about what you are doing, you hear the Lord talk to you. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Look at Isaiah 30, 21. I'll be closing very soon. Isaiah 30, 30 verse 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left, you will hear a voice. The Holy Ghost will talk to you. This is the way. Walk in it. He will tell you what to do. Per time. That's his job. That's his ministry. He's your helper, remember. He's the one to guide you. He guided Abraham. He guided Isaac. Remember what he told Isaac? He showed up in his dream and told him that, Listen, don't move to the land of Egypt. Stay here in Gera. And I'll prosper you here. The Holy Spirit will show you per time what you should do. And you can't afford to not. You see, not having access to the secret of God means your death. And means your stagnation. It means your stagnation. You will not go higher because you can't hear. You can't listen. You are not quiet enough. You are not still enough. Those of you who don't like going on retreat, you need to go on retreat for your business. I tell you. You need to go on retreat for your business. Yeah. If the pastor does it, you need to do it. You need to go on retreat for your life, for your family, for everything. Yeah. Hear God concerning things. Have think and get the wisdom. Get understanding concerning what to do. Get insight. Jacob did it like I said. He had access. There was a day Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had their life threatened by, by the king. Because the king had dreamed a dream. And he, know, he knowing how the philosophers of that day were, decided he was not going to tell them the dream. So they should tell him the dream and interpret the dream for him. At least if you can tell me the dream, then he knows that you can interpret but if he tells you the dream, you will use something to say something. Yeah. So he decided not to say it. And he said that if you guys don't tell me what to do, what the dream was, and interpret for me, I'm killing everybody, <laughs> including Daniel. What did Daniel do? He went to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, told them that we have to pray. They prayed, waited on God, and God opened the promises. God showed them the secret. He showed Daniel the secret. He showed him the dream. And that secret that he had access to saved him and saved his friends and saved everybody else. So not getting access to the wisdom that you need, the secret that you need at, at a time, per time, you are in trouble, but you don't even know that you are in trouble. 
you are going to be denied. So you can't afford not to think about what you're doing. You can't afford to just be there and just be working. No. As you're working, you are thinking. As you're thinking, you are working. As you're working, you are thinking. Allowing the Holy Spirit to inspire you. To inspire you per time. Giving you understanding. Do it like this. Buy this product. If you do the business with the Holy Spirit, you'll be surprised. We'll show you which products to buy. Buy this product. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Bring this one. Sell this one. Sell this one at this price. Reduce it a little. He will show you per time. So this is not an opportunity. You just sow and then you are going. No, he wants to guide you in every single thing that you're doing. Remember, all that you need for life and godliness is inside you. Bring those things that are inside you for your life and godliness to the fore by meditation. If you read your Bible, you see it. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 3. Look at it. Second Peter 1, 2 and 3. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. How do this thing, how does this thing show forth? Then after you sit down, you meditate. You speak in tongues to stir up your spirit. And then you keep quiet to hear what the Holy Spirit will say to you. Don't just speak in tongues and swell up in the spirit and then you go away. No. Speaking in tongues is for a purpose. He, he helps you speak in tongues for you to be bold. For him to be able to show you. Give you, grant you access. To show you what to do per time. Philip was connected to the Holy Spirit. He was having a mighty revival in Samaria. And the Holy Ghost spoke to him. And showed him, go and stand here. On the road going, on the road going to Gaza. Join this chariot. Talks with this man. And another revival broke out in another place. If he, were going to, if he was going to stick, stick to Samaria all his life, he was going to have a problem. There's a time when God will have you to, he would want you to change the way you are doing things. How? You have to see. You will never know if you don't learn to sit down. If you don't learn to sit down. You will not even know which business to do to start with if you don't learn to sit down. And talk to the Lord. He says your growth, your strength is in your quietness. It's in your sitting still. Sit still, brother. Sit still, sister. All that we need for life and godliness has been given to us. The way to bring it to the bear is through meditation. Through speaking in tongues and through meditation. Speak in tongues on your business. Talk to your business. Look at 1 John 4.4. 4. He says that, look at 1 John 4.4. 4. Whatsoever is born of God, overcome the world. Isn't it? Look at it. 1 John 4.4. 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The greater one in you must talk to you. Your overcoming is dependent on the greater one that is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The greater one is inside. How do I hear from the greater one? The Bible says he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. I'm one spirit with the Holy Ghost. How do I hear from him? You need to sit down. You need to sit still. He says you shall hear a voice from behind you telling you this is the path. Walk ye in it. Don't turn to the left or turn to the right. Depend on him. Don't just work. This is the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. He's the wisdom of God. He's the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. He's that spirit of wisdom and revelation. He will reveal things. He will unveil things to you. He will uncover things for you. Do it like this. Then when you, when you do it, it just works. You do it, it just works. Everybody's wondering, how are you doing it? This business, I tried it some time ago. I tried selling this, but it didn't work. I saw mine from the Holy Ghost. He showed me. I thought I was thinking of how to be innovative with my business, of how to be creative, and he showed me what to do. I cannot fail. If he shows it to you, you cannot fail. He will give you access. Remember, he says, hidden wisdom, secrets for your glory. They are hidden for your glory. He says, eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. So he revealed them to you by the Holy Spirit. You cannot put him aside. And say, I'm working hard. I'm working hard. We are working hard. But remember, all the cases that I've mentioned to you, they had God talk to them at one point in time or the other. Isaac had God talking to him twice. At the beginning and in the middle, God told him, don't worry about this people. I'll increase you. Sometimes you are doing a business and you want to give up. Just when you're about to give up, the Holy Ghost will talk to you. Be quiet. Be still. Or else you just make a decision. You just make a decision. This thing I've been trying to do is not working. Then you stop it. Maybe you're on the brink of breaking through. But if you learn to sit down, quietly to think to reason to think to reason to get ideas to get strategies on the spirit he would let you know 
don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. He will lead you and will show you what to do. Hallelujah. See, I have the mind of Christ. And I can think by the power of the Holy Ghost. I will have wisdom. I have wisdom for every single thing that I do. I will never go down. I've given. I'm working. And I'll work in wisdom. I'll get so much happening in my life. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Lift up your hands wherever you are. And thank God for the blessing that he has given to you. Thank God for what he has shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.